Member Maker is brought to you by MemberSpace. MemberSpace makes it easy to run a membership business by plugging into your existing website so you can protect any page content you choose. Your members can also sign up and manage their account without ever leaving your site. Learn more and start a free trial at memberspace.com. Welcome to Member Maker, a podcast about how to build a sustainable membership business. I'm your host, Ward Sandler, the co-founder of MemberSpace. Today, I'll be chatting with Lindsay Kirkendall, founder of Tribe of Women, about how she's helping female artists create a full-time career, how she's developed the Netflix pricing strategy for her membership, and how she's grown by collaborating with other influencers. Hey, Lindsay, thanks for joining me. Hey, Ward, thanks for having me. Sure. So what does your membership business do and who does it help? So my membership business is geared around helping female artists and musicians, and we're an artist development and music business consulting resource. So we're really looking to help female, primarily independent artists. I mean, we're not opposed to working with people who are are signed as well. However, they come with a lot more baggage, (laughs) typically, that they can't be as lean in terms of building their businesses. But we primarily serve independent artists that are looking to marry the principles of online entrepreneurship with their music so they can really build like a thriving, sustainable business as a musicpreneur. Very cool. So you're like a business coach sort of, but for specifically for female artists and musicians. Specifically, yep, for artists and musicians, yeah. Yeah, I like that, the niching of, of being very clear because there's a lot of general business coaches out there and I'm sure some of them are, are good, but obviously if you're focusing on a specific industry, you're going to be able to be more effective. So that makes sense to me. Totally. And as a performer, your product is so very different than like a standard offer from like a business coach, you know? So yeah, it's unique for sure. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. So what is your pricing strategy right now? So when we first launched, well, let me give you a little bit of context. When I I've been doing independent consulting in various capacities for close to 10 years now, And I made the shift into working primarily with female artists at the end of 2018. And one of the things that I was finding was that there was just this whole population of of new artists that were really, you could tell they were on the cutting edge of being really savvy business owners, but they were very, very brand new. And so they didn't have the income coming into their businesses yet. They didn't really even have businesses yet. They were just at the beginning of starting to record material and build an audience and those things. And they weren't at the place to be able to afford to hire a business consultant. So I knew that I wanted to be able to still serve those types of artists, but at a price that they could afford. And I figured I went with the Netflix strategy. Everyone has Netflix. (laughs) You can't really say no to 11 bucks a month for something that is going to provide a high level of value. So that's where we started with. We started at $11 a month. And from there, we have now expanded into making those services that we are charging for monthly unique to what we call our tribe natives. We now have a free option so people can join us in the group and have access to be a part of the group. And they can also watch our biweekly lives, but they don't get all the bells and whistles that our native members get. And then we also have a high ticket offer that's a little bit more of a VIP experience where they get much more strategic and one-on-one coaching time with me and my business partner, Lee. So for the high-end version, how much are you charging for that? So that is anywhere from like a $2.97 per month to like a $19.97 like paid in full. 
My business partner, Lee, is also a performer, a full-time professional performer, and she is also a Reiki practitioner and a holistic health coach. So she really specializes in holistic mindset services for female artists and helping them with like health and nutrition because artists deal with stuff related to vocal health and fatigue and all of those types of things. So the other component of what tribe exists to do is also kind of be a lead generation tool for our individual consulting practices. And so that's an even higher ticket. And that's where we're talking like currently I'm running a mastermind and it's um, a thousand dollars a month for the year. Wow. I like it. So what audience building tactics have kind of worked for you so far and what really hasn't? You know, that's an interesting question. The thing that has worked the best for us is to connect one-to-one with people. You know, it's really interesting because both Lee and I, my business partner who founded Tribe with me, we kind of fell in in friend love, if you will, over our shared love of digital marketing and online entrepreneurship. And we were the only people we knew that were in the music industry that also had a good sense of what was happening in the online entrepreneurship space. And we've run the gamut of like Facebook ads and boosting posts and running this and doing that and trying all the things. And at the end of the day, it was like, it's just never as effective as just being intentional about building relationships with people, you know? So we've done, we have an Instagram page. We have run Facebook ads. The thing that is the most effective for us is us getting into Facebook groups and sharing a little bit about what we do. Niche Facebook groups, other Facebook groups where female musicians and artists are, you know, hanging out, obviously, and connecting with people and sharing about what we do and then inviting them to join what we're doing in Tribe. Gotcha. So when you say one-to-one, it doesn't, you're not necessarily meaning in person, like in real life, it could be digital. Yeah, definitely digital. For me in my own business, I do, you know, a one-to-one Zoom call when I'm onboarding or, or doing any sales calls. And that is obviously when you're selling high ticket stuff, it's much more important to be face-to-face with a person. But when you're inviting someone to join a membership space, it's a lot easier to get it accomplished digitally. We've also got a lot of lead generation partners. So we do a lot of I learned this. Um, do you know who Ramit Sethi is? Do you follow him at all? Yeah. I learned this phrase from him, which I love, is the uh, the fishing hole analogy. So we've got influencers and other lead generation partners that are also serving a similar demographic to us. And they're doing things that are not in direct. I mean, there's not a lot of people doing what we're doing, to be honest. I haven't found anybody really that's serving just females in this niche. But connecting with people that are serving female artists in a complimentary way are more than happy to share about what we're doing. One of the newest things that we've kicked off was that we are going to be, I'm here in Nashville. And so we are going to be starting as of this Sunday, a live monthly workshop series. So we're inviting people to come and hang and I do some teaching and we drink some wine and we hang out. And that's something that we've found to be relatively effective as well. Awesome. Okay. So what would you say is the number one most effective strategy listeners can learn from you, especially people who are trying to start membership businesses? The most effective strategy that we've found is really doing what I was just talking about in terms of identifying your fishing holes. And those are places that are going to be really strategic lead generation partners. Those would be, you know, Instagram influencers that have larger audiences than you do. 
but serve your same target demographic in a complimentary way. So you're not coming off as like, Hey, can I please <laughs> like eat up some of your audience? That's been the number one most helpful thing because it's not just an ask at that point. It's not, Hey, can I, would you be willing to share about what we're doing? Please. It's, Hey, this is what we're doing. And this is how we're benefiting the same community that you're looking to benefit. And we're better together. So identifying whether it's Instagram influencers, Facebook groups, maybe artists themselves or, or people that have some level of notoriety that are also speaking to the same audience that you're wanting to speak to, in my opinion, is one of the most effective strategies for getting yourself in front of, because, you know, even in the real world, like digital aside, if you're at a networking event or a party or, a, you know, get together or whatever, word of mouth recommendation, someone walks up and says, Hey, this is Lindsay. She's amazing. You should work with her. That person's going to be that much more, you know, excited about working with me than if they had seen my Facebook ad. <laughs> right. So that kind of is the same theory when connecting with lead gen partners and asking people to share about what you're doing is they're like, wow, this is really phenomenal. I love so much what you're doing. This not only is cool, but it also adds value to me as well. And I am that much more excited about sharing about what you're doing to my audience. That's what we found. So that's what I would say. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. One thing I'd like to drill down on to get, maybe get some more context or, you know, thoughts from you for when you're reaching out to those influencers, right? I think everybody would agree. Yeah. It makes sense if there's a larger audience to try to piggyback, if you will, off of that in a, in a way that will benefit everyone. It's not sure. like you said, it's not just their audience, sure. but when you're doing that initial outreach, if let's say it's someone you don't know first, is that somebody you would reach out to? And if so, how do you go about that? Like, do you have an email template? Like, could you give people some like concrete like strategies, I guess, for how to, how to approach an influencer? Sure. I often, when I'm thinking in terms of, okay, these are people that I would like to target as a lead gen partner. Often I just make a list. Like I just keep a list in my Google Docs or in my notes app on my phone. And it's when I'm online and I'm poking around and I come across somebody that I have no idea who they are, but I know that they're speaking to my audience. I just add them to the list. And people that I already have like one degree of set, I mean, LinkedIn's a great tool for something like that, you know, but people that I know that I already have like one or two degrees of separation, I absolutely would, will use that and say, Hey, you know, my, client is a mutual friend or whatever. And that's always an easy way to go. But often I, and this is just my own experience. I will put people on a list and then just wait and sit on it. And it doesn't take long in the digital space, especially when you have a highly refined niche to start figuring out because they tell us, you know, Instagram tells us who you're following. That's also following that person. You know, I found at one point I had a client who was also heading out on a retreat with a partner that I am going to be about lead generation. I had no idea she was involved in his organization. And so it was like, Hey, I had no idea you were doing that too. And she was like, Oh, I'd love to tell him about you. So for me, it's sometimes it's a little bit of just like sit and wait. Cause as I continue to grow, people come into my network that also are connected into, into other networks of people that are in the same space. But when I do finally find people that I want to reach out to, I mean, it's usually just a simple DM or an email that just says, Hey, I love what you're doing. 
this is what I'm doing and this is why I'm passionate about it. I always like to share the motivation behind because if you're not really emotionally connecting with the person, they're not typically that interested. Not have to write a five paragraph thesis, (laughs) but a couple of sentences that shares you know, the things that may resonate with them on a deeper level. I, I do always myself and tell my clients, I'm like, do some research on these people. See if you can find a connecting, you know, maybe you guys both like dogs, you're both dog moms, or maybe, you know, you guys both love red wine. Um, there's some ways to develop some conversation around some of those things that make it a little bit friendlier and a little less ASCII, if you will. Those are strategies that I've found to be helpful. And DMs in Instagram are kind of where it's at right now. One of the things that I've found to be pretty helpful is doing an audio recording because people are still a little bit like, oh, I didn't even know I could do that. Like, how is this person sending me an audio recording? Those are some of the things that I've used in the past that people really respond well to because they're kind of like, well, holy crap. Like, what is this? <laughs> you know, cause they see the audio wave file pop up in their DMS instead of like a block of text. So that's just another way of, of doing it. And sometimes I don't even make an ask at the beginning. Sometimes I just say, Hey, I really love what you're doing. I'm a big fan. And, you know, maybe an ask them a leading question to engage them in further conversation that will organically lead to the ask. It's always a little bit weird unless you have, you know, some reason to go straight for the ask if you don't know the person at all. I try to engage in the conversation and really develop a, a genuine relationship with them. Yeah, it sounds like if someone doesn't know somebody through a networked connection, if it's completely cold outreach you're doing, it sounds like it might make more sense instead of asking right away, hey, can we collaborate? Instead, yeah, telling them I like what you're doing and explaining why and, and actually trying to build an authentic relationship of some kind. You're not going to be best friends, but you right. know, something uh, to to kind of break the ice and to start talking to each other to see if, if you guys would, you know, you guys or you gals would be a good fit. And then from there, naturally, it could lead into collaborating. For sure. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, in my opinion, like the digital space is such a disconnected way of connecting. And so people kind of forget their manners. And I say this to my clients all the time that have like auto responders that tell brand new fans, Hey, go please. I'd really love if you'd stream my song and watch my video on YouTube and blah, 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 or whatever. And I'm like, dude, if you walked up to somebody in person and they were like introducing themselves, you wouldn't say, hi, my name is Lindsay. Go stream my Spotify single now. <laughs> like, You can't talk to people like that in the digital space. It's weird, man. So in the same way, you know, whether you're reaching out because you're trying to engage a new potential client or fan, or you're trying to engage a new potential lead generation partner, people like to talk about themselves, you know? So when you pay them a compliment and then maybe ask them a genuine question about something that, that you're interested in, you know, or asking for advice or, you know, in, in a really graceful way, that usually is exciting enough to get people to at least feel like, oh, that's so kind of them to like take their time out of their day to give me some nice feedback and ask me for my opinion, you know? And it usually does a pretty good job of getting people to engage. 
Yeah. So are there any resources like books, podcasts, or courses you'd recommend for people listening that, that are trying to start membership businesses? So some of the things I, because I didn't set out to start a membership business and really my membership business is not the bulk of my income. My membership business really serves, as I said earlier, to be a lead generation tool for my consulting practice. So in terms of like specific membership business books. I don't know of any that are on that particular topic, but the books that I've read that have absolutely like transformed the way I think about my approach to business are The Art of Asking by Amanda Palmer. Are you familiar with that? No, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah. She's a female independent artist. She's kind of famous for being the first artist to raise a million dollars on Kickstarter. And she received a lot of notoriety when she was literally like begging to be dropped from her label because it was such a bad deal or a bad situation. And she now makes between fifty dollars and $100,000 a month as an independent artist, completely supported by fans on Patreon. So she's, you know, obviously had a, a wildly successful, financially anyway, music career independently, but she started as a street performer. And so she chronicles a lot of what she's learned. And there's an amazing TED talk about it. But she's chronicled a lot of what she's learned about asking and the art of asking and how to, you know, just going back to like even our lead generation conversation, there's a lot of asking that has to happen when you're trying to make something beautiful in the world and you're trying to build a business. And that book absolutely transformed the way I think about approaching people. That was a really good one. Dot com secrets is a good one that like our dear pal, Russell Brunson, if anyone's an online entrepreneur, they probably know that name. That has been a good one for me in terms of starting to think of myself in terms of, um, are you familiar with Russell or have you read that book, Ward? I haven't read that book either. So he has this little like formula where he kind of talks about how to position yourself as like the superhero in the story, right? Because it's a lot about like marketing and helping to sell your ideal clients or fans or members on what your service or, you know, the value of what you're providing to them. So it's a lot of like how to position yourself as the problem solver to their problem. Those were two really significant books for me and just my, um, in my journey of building a business. Blue Ocean Strategy and Business Brilliant were also some significant books. Blue Ocean Strategy is an amazing book on how to really set yourself apart from, you know, because I think, you know, membership communities are definitely quickly on the rise. And how do we set our private Facebook group apart from the legions of others? And especially if you're in a niche that's really highly saturated, how do you set yourself apart? That's a great book. And then Business Brilliant is a really great book that opened my eyes a lot into just thinking bigger picture and bigger strategy on, you know, right now, I mean, our membership is $11 a month. We're not making, you know, <laughs> like we're not rolling in Rolls Royces right now because of that. And so that was part of, you know, reading Business Brilliant really opened my mind to just different types of business models and how to see a bigger picture rather than being so focused on just the one tiny goal. And that helped me to see, okay, like this is, this is something that, that can be much bigger. And so we just launched in the beginning of this year. And so we are looking at 
the membership community moving into things like hosting retreats and hosting higher ticket items. So we do have more cash coming into the business, but that book is an excellent book just to get some of the limitations around what you think your business is kind of get those to expand a little bit further. So you can start to see what might be. Great. That's a great list. You're very well read. Um, so, <laughs> so in closing here, you know, what would you say, where's the best place, I guess, for people to visit to learn more about you and your business, Lindsay? Yeah. My Instagram is, is a great place. It's just Lindsay Kirkendall, L-I-N-D-S with an E-Y. <laughs> and then our Facebook group is Tribe of Women. So you can Google that, or I'm sorry, not Google it, but search in Facebook groups. It'll pull up. And that's, and our Instagram is the same as well. It's tribe.of.women. Great. Well, thanks for taking time to talk with us, Lindsay. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. There's a direct link in the show notes. We really appreciate it. Member Maker is brought to you by MemberSpace. MemberSpace makes it easy to run a membership business by plugging into your existing website so you can protect any page content you choose. Your members can also sign up and manage their account without ever leaving your site. Learn more and start a free trial at memberspace.com.